0: Welcome to Stories Jesus Told, a podcast of Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Wisconsin. Here
1: is Trinity's Rick Adams and Pastor Carl Anbauer.
0: Welcome back everybody, Rick Adams here, Director of Discipleship at Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt with Senior Pastor Carl Anbauer. Good to be back. Good to be back with you. And today is Friday, June 16th. We're already to the end of the week Uh, It's gone quick, and we're in Matthew 28, a very familiar couple of verses here, verses 19 and 20. Um, Just a reminder that this is all under that umbrella of the parables of the lost and the found, and I think we'll find some interesting connections here of Jesus' parting words, I guess you could say, in his ministry to his disciples here. So, Pastor Carl,
1: why don't you take it away? Yeah, we'll read uh, these couple of verses from the end of Matthew 28. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age.
0: Yeah, this, this verse, it expresses a little bit similar sentiment to what we had yesterday, the universality of God's love. You know, where God desires all men to be saved, you have that all nations mm-hmm. aspect. That's
1: that's pretty inclusive. That's pretty inclusive. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually, as I look at that, it makes me wonder why they were as slow as they were <laughs> to recognize yeah. they were sent to Gentiles. Right. I, mean, I, I understand that's a that was a huge boundary to cross, uh, but Jesus was he wasn't hiding this. Nor, nor was God in the Old Testament.
0: Well, I mean, and even the, the, the most familiar verse that I think. Even non-Christians can quote, because you always see a sign for it in most sporting events, John 3.16, mm-hmm. Go, uh, for God so loved the world. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's no exclusivity. Nobody has a uh, an insider's claim on God yeah. it's for the world, all nations here in Matthew 28. Yep, which is good, because if it wasn't all nations, I wouldn't be here. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think too about, in our context here at Trinity, when you think about how we have embraced this, uh, this idea of God's love for the world with our African mission auction, mm-hmm. with the, the Kareni community in our midst, in our school. Um, we have a connection to Ghana and Sub-Saharan Africa and Nigeria and Togo and, and then in Myanmar. Uh, Burma mm-hmm. for the, the Karenni. We have connection to inner city Milwaukee with the, our support for Holy Ghost and Bethany and Mission of Christ. We understand, but we constantly need to be reminded that God is for the world. The gospel is for the world. And uh, sometimes that can easily be lost.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's easier to be with people who are like you, mm-hmm. who think like you, dress like you, eat like you, talk like you, care about the same things as you. So the, the border crossing that Jesus keeps doing, the boundary crossing that he does in his ministry and that he calls his church to do, is a call to a certain level of dying to yourself, of self-sacrifice uh, in order to engage and invest in somebody who is who's different. Right, right. And a humility, too, because it's it's always tempting to look at anybody, any difference, and assume my way is better. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember when I was in Africa with Ron Mudge, uh, he he talked about just the beauty of reserving judgment. When you're tempted to look at something they're doing and, they're, man, that makes no sense. Just reserve judgment and let yourself get to know people, get to know the culture, and eventually what you find is there's something really, really beautiful here that I would have missed if I had just assumed that uh, that I should be changing them to become more like me right
0: it seems like uh, it, it might be emphasizing the obvious here but we what we teach i mean what we teach seems obvious but somehow it's gotten lost on a lot of other so-called christian churches where the message has become Something other than the gospel. It might become a social gospel. It might become a cause, social justice. But what Christ is commanding here, in order to save and reach out to those who are lost, we preach the Word, the Word of God. And I I take great joy in knowing that that's still what Trinity stands on. Week in and week out, people who are going to come here to worship are going to hear the truth, they're going to hear the gospel.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that is a one of the ways that, that the devil likes to dilute the gospel. Sometimes mm-hmm. he can't oppose it, but he can dilute it right. by uh, creating distractions, making getting the attention of of uh, God's people on things that are uh, distractions from right. from what the calling is. And the calling here, uh, to to make it plain, to to make it explicit, calling is make disciples. Yep. It is to, to to be a community. That produces people who are like Christ. That's what a disciple is—somebody who is a follower of Jesus, becoming more like Him day by day. And so uh, that's significant because the significant is the, the calling is not just baptizing; it's making disciples. Baptizing is the first step uh, in many cases of discipleship. Right, it's that like the
0: gateway into the, the life of a Christian.
1: Yeah, at least yeah. in our context, where most baptisms happen right. as infants. Right. You know, with with yeah. adults, sometimes the faith and the teaching actually comes first, right? and baptism is the fruit of that.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if we're necessarily getting uh,
1: a chronological order of a way to do things from <laughs> no. Jesus. No, but these are the two things, right? You're right. baptized, and yeah. you're taught, and not just taught to understand, but taught to obey, and yeah. that's such a huge distinction, mm-hmm. and so important. And it really goes back to why... Um, in our families, things like these devotions are so important because, uh, as an example, I can, I can well, I can't and I have, we have taught every single confirmation student who's come through here the, the third commandment. Remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. We've taught them what that means. Do not despise preaching in his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. But the, the confirmands who actually do that after their confirmation are the ones whose parents did that. Yes. Because we teach them to understand it, but we don't have the power to teach them to obey God's commands, Jesus' right. commands. And right. so that's why it's so critical that the word of God be in, in the fabric of the home and the habits of the home. Right, yeah.
0: As we look at this verse, I've used this phrase quite frequently this past week, under the umbrella of the parables of the lost and the found. It's, it's an obvious connection here because Jesus is imploring us and commanding us go out and seek and preach. But we can fall into this trap, and I think we've touched upon it in previous podcasts, where we start to feel like it is us who are responsible for the conversion. Mm -hmm. Uh, All we need to do is remain faithful to carrying out the task of sharing the gospel and let the Holy Spirit take it from there. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I, I mean... Not to make too much of a point here, and I promised at the beginning that I wasn't this wasn't going to be Greek and Hebrew, but <laughs> the the word go is not a command in Greek. It's a it's a participle, which means an ing word. So it's kind of going or as you are going or while you are going or mm-hmm. wherever God takes you. Mm-hmm. And and because there is a command right there, make disciples, the participle kind of picks that up. Like you're supposed to also be you're also supposed to be um, intentionally doing some going. Mm-hmm. But it does this is not a call for every Christian to go be a missionary, it's a reality that wherever you are, this is the calling that God has for you. Yeah. Make disciples.
0: Yeah, and in whatever role you might find yourself in, yeah. you
1: can tr- have a tremendous impact on other people. Yes, because whatever role you find yourself in is the role that God placed you yep. in. And once again, we have to look back and say, Jesus does all the work, and we are just instruments. We are, we are part of how he gets that done. But it's him. It's him providing the words, him doing the work in our hearts. And, and, and times, moments like this, as you're sitting, reflecting on God's word, this is where he's preparing the way. He's starting to shape us and form us with his word, so that when that moment comes, we're ready. But he's still going to be the one doing it.
0: There's probably, it's probably true for most everybody listening to this podcast, that if you think long and hard enough about it, you think about all of the people that you know, not just the people that you know well, but the people that you might even know casually. there's There may be a few people for whom it is true that you're the only person who knows Jesus in their life. And when you think about if that's true, how God has uniquely positioned you in that person's life to potentially be that touch point mm-hmm. where they might hear a little bit about Jesus through nobody else except you. Mm-hmm. And that... That can, on the one hand, it could sound intimidating and overwhelming, but it, it can also sound very encouraging to know that God has raised you up for this purpose to place you at this particular time and in this place for you to be His ambassadors.
1: Yeah, yeah. As long as the confidence and the, the weight is on God, God exactly. it's encouraging. Yeah. As soon as I start to feel it for myself, right. and then, then it weighs on me. And right. that's, that last phrase of well of the whole gospel of Matthew 28, Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Mm-hmm. That is so critical, so important, uh, because they're not going to see him for too much longer. Pretty soon he's going to no longer be visible to them. But Jesus is saying, I am there. I am at work. You can trust me. You can continue to, to lay the weight on me because I am with you always. And, and we can take that to heart as well. Yeah. Going back to something you were saying too about it's possible you're the only person in somebody's life um, in a, a kind of a parallel way. I think about all those situations where uh, there is somebody else who knows Jesus in that person's life who's praying that there might be a friend or something because you know they they just feel like they don't they don't know. How to get past some kind of boundary in the relationship, and I think about that because there's certain oh, relationships I'm in, I have where it's there, there's something there that keeps us from being able to have the conversations that matter, and I pray that God would put a, another friend or an, mm-hmm. you know a family member or somebody who could just help to get the door open, right. you know, and um, we all have the great dignity of being a part of God's work of seeking and saving the lost, and that's um, a Privilege—it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, nothing to to shy away from, uh, but we do need to keep the weight on Jesus. Otherwise, that becomes a heavy burden.
0: The Christian church worldwide is a beautiful thing when you see the mosaic of every tribe, every mm. nation, and you get this little vision of like what Revelation describes at the end of all of the people of God. And The one common denominator that we have is that we have that faith in Christ. and It is a present reality in this world. Uh, To a much lesser extent, we see it every Sunday or Saturday night when we come together as a people of God in this church. Because we've been talking a lot about, in this text, of individually being ambassadors Mm -hmm. and taking the gospel message into our own unique contexts. But we come back every week to be that body of Christ and, and and to be recharged and to connect with one another so that we can go back out again. And I, I want to emphasize that because we're coming close to the end of another week and we're gonna be coming up on worship again and we'd really we we don't want this podcast or this devotion book to be a replacement of your time with Jesus this summer. Yeah, yeah. We, we unfortunately cannot deliver the body and blood of Jesus <laughs> over
1: the Internet. <laughs> no, and
0: yeah. we can't physically be with everybody while we're yeah. across the table from each other. Yeah. I don't know, I just wanted to express that because I think as we go and make disciples of all nations, we, we need to remember that we are a, a, a family Mm-hmm. That
1: needs one another. Yeah, the the body of Christ is not any individual person; it is the whole, right? It's all believers, and so I like Jesus says, "Apart from me, you can do nothing." And in a sense, that means apart from each other, right? We can do nothing either. Yeah.
0: I also want to remember uh, we were told to encourage people to like our podcast or rate it, in case it might help in making it more visible on various platforms, whether it's Apple or
1: Spotify. Yeah, if it's helpful to you and you think it might be helpful to someone else, then you can... You can rate it. If you can rate it, then rate it positively,
0: hopefully. (laughs) Uh, We don't want you to lie. If you don't like us, then maybe you shouldn't rate us at all. But if you are enjoying this uh, process, then please give us a positive rating. And then we need to also touch upon our... Rejoice, repent, request.
1: With this. I think we might be out of time for that this time. So we'll just have to let that one go and uh, leave it with the reflections we've got. All right. And leave that to you to think through how is God calling you to rejoice? Yes, perhaps by this repent, time you're able to anymore. identify that. Yeah.
0: All right, very good. We have, uh, we'll see you back here again tomorrow on Saturday. Uh, until then, may God bless you.